husband wakes up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Chris Dawson has been found guilty of murdering his wife, Lynette Dawson. A 40-year wait is over for her family. Yeah, and on Tuesday, uh, it was extraordinary for so many people involved when Chris Dawson was found guilty. Christopher Michael Dawson on the charge that on or about 8 January 1982 at Bayview, uh, you did murder Lynette Dawson. I find you guilty. You may sit down. As I heard at the start, that is the uh, teacher's pet. Mm. It was a podcast that was started about, I guess it was a cold case back then. Mm -hmm. Lynette Dawson had been uh, missing, presumed murdered, uh, and... It has been downloaded over 60 million times internationally. We've spoken to him before, the creator, Headley Thomas. How are you feeling? Oh, good morning. You know, I just, I, I've heard that clip that you just played probably 30 times yeah. since Tuesday, and it still gives me um, uh, goosebumps. Uh, the, the, the judge delivered it with uh, an impassive voice after about five hours yeah. of, of reasons, and when, when that uh, was finally said, um, we knew that the long wait was over. It was, a, it was a big moment. Why did you do this story in the first place many years ago? Because what happened was just so wrong. Right. And I knew, I could tell that um, any person with common sense and you know, practical knowledge of how most mothers, almost all mothers and and people live and, and of human experience would know that what Chris Dawson claimed was just a terrible lie. It was just a ridiculous, ugly, cruel lie. That For those who haven't tried. heard the, the podcast, and there's not, there's not many, yeah. um, can you just give us a quick synopsis of exactly the story that you told on the podcast? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you a quick synopsis of, of what happened okay. and how the story unfolded from there. Um, Chris and Lynn Dawson lived with their two little girls in a place called Bayview on Sydney's northern beaches. And Chris Dawson was a PE teacher. He was a former first grade rugby league player for the Newtown Jets. Lynn worked at a childcare centre, really devoted young mum. She uh, had trouble having children, needed surgery to overcome the uh, the problems that that were there and when the children arrived she was the most doting dedicated young mum she lived for her kids chris dawson was of course a doting father but at his high school he had become completely uh, obsessed with a student a high school student and it was with that student in the early 1980s possibly 1980 that he began a very intense relationship. Um, now we would not call it um, a relationship, it would be called something else. But mm. back then, uh, twice twice her age, uh, he introduced her to the family home, to Lynn, as the babysitter. He said she needed help and she was moved into the home. She mm. um, uh, was given a lot of generous care by Lynn. Uh, in that period, of course, Chris Dawson was taking every opportunity to have sex with her. And a lot of this was addressed in the court on Tuesday, mm. you know, in parked cars. He would take her for driving lessons in his car, I mean, you know, very unclassy, you know, at public places in parks near the beach, in the spare room at home after Lynn had been given a drink, which would make her sleepy. Yeah. Chris Dawson would be doing... Um, having his way with with 
this teenager. Now, suddenly after um, Chris and, and the teenager had tried to start a new life together at least once, to move out into a flat and manly, to move to Queensland, and that was an ill-fated trip. Just a, a fortnight later, <clears throat> Chris said, Lynn's gone, she's not coming back. And the story that he told her family, that he told her mother, her, her sister and brothers and all of her friends was that Lynn had called him uh, and said that she'd gone away up to the central coast um, initially for a few days and then forever because she just didn't want to get in the way anymore and needed to be away. And, and that was that, left, left with nothing, wearing a pair of pink shorts, took mm. no money, had no job, didn't drive and had no capital assets and didn't seek any from this very valuable home. And he moved that very vulnerable teenager into the marital bed into his wife's clothes, even wearing wow. jewellery within days. Wow, wow, wow. <clears throat> and got away with it for 40 years. Yeah. The extraordinary thing with your podcast is, you know, it had been in guess investigation for so many years, but yet uh, so much time had passed. And I know there was a, a, a couple of critics, not many, saying that, you know, you had sort of coaxed, I guess, these people to come forward. But in true fact, I th believe so many witnesses, even students from the school, wanted to come forward finally and tell their story so you were able to get so many more reports on it from these people involved for the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Because it was a weekly podcast and people were listening to it and then they could um, they could tell that the series was far from finished. Yeah. It was very current and had a lot of currency. They were able to contact me and say, this is what I saw and mm. this is what um, so-and-so knows. And they would contact me and then they would be part of the next episode because of the, the way that you know, we had structured it. It was a very... Um, I think um, stressful exercise because instead of having a dozen episodes or more already built and ready to roll out with the press of a button, we we were doing them, building as them yeah. as we go. And but that added to the very powerful, I think, um, real time flavour of it, and gave that that window of opportunity to people to come and tell me and disclose things that were very powerful, very important. You were there on Tuesday when Chris Dawson was found guilty. What did the family of Lynn say to you? Uh, they were just so relieved. I was sitting with Lynn's brother, Greg Sims, and his wife, Marilyn, and they've become very close friends. They call me a member of their family, yeah. and they're such warm, beautiful people. Um, their daughter, Renee, was uh, in the front row. We were just two metres, maybe two and a half metres behind Chris Dawson and for several hours we couldn't really be certain that the verdict of guilty was going to be entered because although that was the indication early in the reasoning from the judge he then started talking about lots of other pieces of evidence that he didn't think was relevant or that he could take into account so we were on tenterhooks but when when it did finally happen you know Marilyn was she was just clutching my hand and Greg was um yeah, he was clearly teary. He gave gave me a big hug and his family lots of hugs. And then we went, <clears throat> we went outside and spoke to the largest throng of media I'd ever seen. There was a <laughs> chop overhead. It was wow. a very amazing day. But uh, I think just enormous 
um, relief. It wasn't, you know, this kind of euphoric, celebratory, you know, mood because you've just seen this old man now, 74 years old, being Mm. led away in handcuffs in front of us and he was limping and clearly looking bewildered like how did he get in this position you know he lives at mount coolum near the beach he's had a very full life mm-hmm. these past 40 years but it's a life that he didn't deserve to have in terms of his freedom <clears throat> because of what he did and what he lied to get away with it so speaking of sorrowful at times yeah speaking of of that the one thing um that is left remaining is the um the finding the body of of, of mm. and I, I think, and I don't. You would have an insight into his into his thinking, and I think uh, his niece even said he has convinced himself that he is innocent, so he will not give up this information because he actually believes this lie. Would you say that is that is his thinking at this stage? I, I think Renee is pretty spot on with that. I doubt he would ever give it up because if he did give up that information, uh, um, look, certainly he wouldn't do it while he's still thinking about an appeal. Why no, would you true. Give- incriminating information if you think you might actually get out of jail. So until he has exhausted all of those options, it's definitely off the table. But after that, what would it take? Some kind of particular, you know, some, t- some kind of, um, you know, particular offer perhaps. Mm-hmm. Like if he was told, look, Chris, you will, you will die in jail uh, and you will not get parole at the end of your sentence if you, you know, are, are still alive because um, you won't tell us where the body is. But if you tell us, you will get parole. Yeah. There's a chance you could get out while you still have breath in you. Then that might <clears throat> that might do the trick. Mm. Why a judge and not a jury? Partly because of the podcast, the very widespread. Um, downloading and listenership of the Teacher's Pet podcast and the fact that there was so much detail in there and so many people interviewed by me who could have formed a view of Chris Dawson being a person who was capable of killing Lynn and probably did. And, you know, I only reported the facts, but they they, they were very... Compelling. Yeah, I remember they the judge. You had to. He had to use a word or something, saying that he'd been in sort of like a, a vacuum, like he had not clicked on any story, he hadn't read anything mm. through the whole time, and was completely unknowledgeable of it. Mm. That's right. Yeah. And even if he had, judges are highly trained to put out of their mind media that they might have read, heard, listened to, which is not in actual evidence. So, um, a judge alone just ensured that Chris Dawson got a fair trial. That's what he always said that he. He, 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 you know, must have. Of course, he must have that. But he didn't take, he, excuse me, he didn't take the opportunity to give evidence himself. He could have got in the witness box, answered many questions about what he said had happened, about his actions, about where he said Lynn called him from, where he claimed she went to. He didn't take that opportunity, even though he wasn't having to face jurors. He was facing an unbiased judge mm. in a very fair trial and mm. still he, he he took his right to silence. Your podcast got taken down throughout all this. Mm. Will it be put back up? We took it down. We weren't um, ordered to okay. Ordered to or anything. So we took it down out of our belief that Chris Dawson would have a fair trial 
uh, or even fairer trial if it were taken down. So that happened in early 2019, soon after he was charged with murder. And I am aware that there is consideration right now about it going back up. It's been available for international audiences, so it's been available outside right. Australia mm -hmm. since um, Chris Dawson was charged, um, un, you know, unchanged. But and and so that's why millions of downloads are occurring, you know, around the world. But in Australia, we've just wanted to quarantine it. But I think that it should go back up, you know, as soon as possible now that he has been convicted. Will there be more that we haven't heard that you haven't been able to play that people have come forward? Um, in the Teachers Trial podcast series, which we've been doing since the trial started in May of this year, we certainly have had a lot of detail and a lot more information than was in the original Teacher's Pet. And that um, Teacher's Trial podcast series is, is on all platforms and people have been listening to that. It's been at number one on the podcast charts for a couple of months. Wow. Mm. Well, Headley Thomas, um, great to talk to you uh, again, mate. Um, we appreciate your time this morning and the Teacher's Pet podcast who would have thought it would have made history like yeah. this? So mm. thanks for reaching out. Look, look th thanks for having me. And I, I just should point out the prosecutors and the police in the final phase of this investigation did an amazing job. Mm. Like, I don't want anyone to think this is all because of the podcast. The podcast shone a light on something that was very unjust. But the prosecutors and the police really built the case that had to go before the judge. And he was persuaded by that. And that's why he said, I am in no doubt that you killed Lynn. Awesome. Mm. Thank you for your time, mate. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. Headley Thomas on the air of B105. Staff, Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.